Yeah, we on right here. Man, look. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, hold up. Yeah. Testing on. I can edit it when I want to edit. Yeah, when I saw that, that's why I said that. I was like, yeah, you are your shit right here. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Got the tags on it. That's the crazy thing about it. See, that's real you deal know. right there. Tags that's on the inside. Sir. Yes, sir. See, it's the same shit. You saw that? See? Yeah. See, yo. Same shit, baby. Yeah, go on the site. Copy some. I got the, the uh, tank tops coming for the summertime. I don't know if we're going to be able to get out there in the summertime because, you know, Corona got everything right. messed up. <laughs> corona got everything messed up. So, man, we in here. Who's the Talk Podcast. We on live right now. Y'all get anybody to tune in because I'm talking about all kind of stuff. Pretty, <laughs> everything. But the real I want to talk about, man, you, your career, your longevity, what mm. you doing right now. Coronavirus got everything messed up. Mm. So, I know you're going on to Canadian League Football. Process. Give everybody the process, man. Start to finish. Well, shit. You know, well, right now, I'm uh, right now signed in the CFL. Okay. Uh, playing for Toronto. Uh, All right. Great city. They just won a championship in basketball. And shit, I just won a championship in the arena. So I'm trying so to. So you trying to keep it going in I'm football? Trying to keep it going. That's keep right. Winning championships. I'm wanting to know in a professional level, so I'm willing to keep going. But uh, right. besides this coronavirus shit, I ain't really tripping. Because shit, right now, it sat me down. To, I started writing my book. Right. I'm uh, four pages in right now. I just okay. started last Monday. Shit. I'm Give me a name. Or you got a name on it yet? Or no name on name it on right it? now. Right. I'm just. I read. So so with the four pages, I get a, I get the page. I read the first one. Read the second, third, and fourth, and I see how so it I all come going, together. Yeah. And then that's how I get the fifth page. See, I I wrote. So I started writing. I ain't write a book, but I'm writing some. It's called unapologetically passionate. Mm. So it's really talking about how you can. Like, a lot of times, we're passionate about our sport, right. uh, whatever we're doing in, in life. Mm -hmm. We're passionate about it. But sometimes we feel like that our passion can kind of deter other people from being around us. It kinda, mm -hmm. We feel we feel kind of like regret that we yeah. like, oh, we're so passionate about it, but it kind of offends other people. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you hurt yourself. Amen. Because you ain't, you living your life with regret Amen. instead of being unapologetically passionate about what you do. So that's all, that's how I... Start writing about that. It's kind of a little different stuff. It's gonna go into different topics like mm -hmm. unapologetically driven and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Did a lot of research and stuff, so I kind of get the ideal and kind of make sure I was touching the right points. Okay, okay. But I, you know, what I'm saying the book no, part though, sure. that's good though. You know, like to diverse, the diversify yourself in different avenues, like writing a book, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because a lot of times, I know like, a lot of y'all on live. But when they hear about football players, they don't hear about the other side. The that other we talk side. About, you know, investing, understanding that we, we do something more. Like, we want to write books and stuff like that. We only get, They only get one side of you. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's good that you're writing a book. And I'm ready to read it once you come out. Though, oh, for you know sure. For sure. Your next step probably. You, really, though, while you're writing it, though, the key is to like, find a good publishing company. But any, Right, right, right. But, like, you really can go on, like... Uh, What's that? Like, what's that? Audio books. You can publish all your stuff through audio books and stuff like that. You really don't have to go through a source, and then you kind of mm. can charge your own okay, fee. Okay, okay. There's a lot of different ways. Different ways it? to it. See, I know I ain't really get the full. Uh what I want to say the information on it right because I just I got a lot of sheet of paper just so I'm just trying going. to just write right, it and yeah. fill it up and yeah. it might not all go on my book yeah, but I, I want I want acting shit right, like that's right. what I do on my videos basically yeah. I'm acting but that's the real life shit that I'm right. doing 
it's, you know what I'm saying? That's the key to it. But then, look, crazy thing about it is, with these phones, man, they make it so easy. You can become your own actor. <laughs> you can become your own you director. You can cut. You can edit. You can become anything you want to be with this with that technology. Mm-hmm. Technology allows you to do a lot of stuff. And the utilization of technology mm-hmm. is the biggest thing, but the understanding of it is, a, is the big gap. Right, like, we don't right, understand right. it to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? CFL. Uh-huh. I, how you? So let's let's put it back in perspective. You coming out of college. Right. You in college. You hot. Right. Going about to go into the process of the league. Go into that part from hot in college. Go into the full step. Everything. All right. So shit. Once I left college, uh, we finished our season. Uh, probably said early November. Right. And um. I instantly went back home in New Orleans, trained at Sonic Boom. Shit, okay. I'm wearing this gear right now. Yeah, I, I don't it. currently go there anymore, but I always rep your shit. So if you know people that's watching, I still yeah. fuck with you, but business is business. Right, right. So uh, I trained at Sonic Boom for a year. And uh, me personally, I knew I was going to get an opportunity. I didn't know right. if I was going to get drafted or not, but I already knew I was going to get something. Right. And so uh, I just trained. Uh, I didn't go nowhere. I didn't do no official visits, mm-hmm. no none of that. Just... Train and just train. That was it. I did do a um, uh, uh, what it was called a comp, not a combine, a uh, little workout showcase. Little showcase. It was a showcase okay. in okay. Dallas, and um, they had scouts there. It was okay. probably it was all thirty two teams. Yeah, was it that uh, what's that what's that one called? Is it a uh, gridiron showcase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I went yeah, to yeah. that one. I did okay, that. One. Cool. I did that. One. Yeah, yeah. All right, I did so, that one too. Uh, we, yeah, they had all teams there. I talked to probably about 16 teams. I see probably about four of them or five. Yeah. They all came see me during yeah. the season. And that's the only thing I did. After that, I just Kinda did the Magnesia Pro D yeah. on a baseball turf. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of different. And it's different right there. Shit, I end up getting signed right after. And then that's when everything happened. Yeah. After I got Life. signed. Life. Life literally Life. happened. The minute I put that name on that like, dotted line, it started changing. It's they changing. They kind of fixing it. It, it. You know what it did? It made you have to sit back and realize a lot of things. And I said that this morning because I, I go in the mirror, dog, and yeah. I realize who I'm talking to. Yeah, I, I, I am the man in the mirror. Yeah. So if I can't look at myself in the mirror, yeah, then I can't go stand in nobody's yeah. chest. Yeah. Because I can't even stand in my own yeah. chest. So. Basically, I said that this morning, how I was you like, if I never went to L.A., I mean, if I would have went to L.A., I wouldn't be who the I light, am today. Life put you in perspective of where you at. That's where it was. I ain't going to lie to you when I came out, man, look. You was a dog, too. Came he, was, out, he was a dog. Trust me. I came out. Like I did the same thing you did. Then I grinded, just like that. But at the time, my mind wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And then God know my mind wasn't right. And in the same sense... Like I'm thinking to myself, like I can go. Like he's saying to myself, like I, you know what I did before I got a call from Green Bay. This how I did it. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, I prayed. I said, God, you know, what I'm saying I really want to go to Green Bay. Give me a chance. I did just like that. I prayed to him too, like faithfully on that. Then I got discouraged, which is which a lot of people gonna go through that point. Right. Gonna discourage because you, if you look at it, you think about it. you go to the league, you think about this. You look at people with less numbers or make it, mm-hmm. but people with the with better numbers and better physical attributes mm-hmm. won't make it. Right. And it's no offense to nobody out there. It's just you don't we don't understand the politics. Cause we not we're a player. We don't understand mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. So I start working out. I was like, I ain't working out. So my phone actually I get a full on voicemail. <laughs> when I'm listening to this voicemail, it says the Green Bay Packers. So it blows my mind that they calling me and they left a voicemail and I just prayed for it. So now 
But I prayed for it, but I didn't work for my blessing. Because you know what I did? I stopped working out. Stopped working but out. I play, I prayed for it, but I didn't keep working for my blessing. Mm-hmm. I just like, oh, man, forget on. That ain't happening. It ain't happening. But then, so, go up there. I did a the whole thing. They love me. But, you know, it's a, little, it's a lot of things going to football, like with the NFL. Mm-hmm. It could be they, they want the offensive lineman they were looking for. They could have just been looking for a defensive tackle. It right, could be right. looking for All a lot of different of things. So, you never know what they, you know. So, all right, come back. I'm like, I'm going to work out hard. So work out hard, go through the whole thing. Really ain't know too much more about the process. So I was like, man, I'm done. Mm-hmm. My dad like, now nah, you need to keep going. You need to keep doing this stuff. So I don't know. Now, my second time around, I trained myself. Mm-hmm. I ain't get no trainer. I went to CFL tryouts and all that stuff. I ain't had no trainer, I ain't nothing. I just worked out, did all the stuff myself. And that was probably the the best time of my life. Well, not gonna say best time of my life, but the best time of like me understanding myself. Right, right, right. Just during that time. Cause then I actually start opening up books. I actually start applying more of my brain to something other than just football. Mm-hmm. I actually I was putting football as my love, but man, it was different. But it was good to see. But life always puts you back in perspective of where you at and what your mindset mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Real shit. So. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying? You coming out of that, you going to it. Now you go you go to the arena football. Right. What was that like <laughs> for the for the ones that don't know? I mean, honestly, like my experience, I can't say from everybody else's experience, right. but my experience in the arena was like it was great. Yeah. Like the people that I connected with out there and like for us to win a championship, like that's the icing on the cake. That was icing on the cake. You like, look, I went up here. Everybody probably doubted me, you know. Put everybody behind me and stuff like that. And then, because people, to, my fault, because people look at it as a waste of time. Instead yeah. of me trying to continue my dream, they you telling you to go work or whatever. Work, you work, Stop doing yeah, this yeah. shit. No, man, I understand. I'm betting on myself. Yeah, like you don't know what can come from this yeah. shit, especially if I try. No, I understand. You hear me? So, my biggest person that made, like I really was like, look, I'm done. My dad was like, nah. Don't worry about. I'm like I'm gonna get a job. That's right. what my that was my mind. I'm gonna get a job. I want this money. He like man, you gonna have all your life to work, mm-hmm. but to chase your dream, you gonna have one but a small window to do that. That's true. So that window of you chasing your dream might be for might be two years, might be five years, might be ten. Right. Some people get to chase their dream their whole life their whole and they life. get that and they actually achieve it, but they mm-hmm. you know. But some people don't get that big of a window. He was like, you don't get that big of a window, so you need to keep doing it. I was really on the like man, I'm going to work. You know right, what I'm right. saying? So my biggest. Hater, if you look at it, was really myself. Mm-hmm. Wasn't nobody else. Mm-hmm. Myself. I was hating on myself. I was like, nah, I ain't gonna do this. Right. I'm done. I don't wanna do this no more. My daddy was like, nah, you need to go, you need to man up, boy. Mm-hmm. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and realize <laughs> you can do this. So it's good though, you hearing it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You hear that, you know, a lot of people telling you you should get a job, and I was telling myself that I need to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you chasing your dreams, and like I said, you keep working for it, it always work out for always you. Do. And man, I, I remember like I remember when you first got there that first year. <laughs> oh yeah. Dog, that was dog. my best. <laughs> hey, you come out there. He told him he gonna run a go route, and ain't nobody finna stop it. I swear to God, this is straight facts. So the, he tell him, line it on, run the go route. I say, man, he not finna run no go route. No, he not. He run the go route. It ain't nobody stopping either the whole time. Ain't talking big noise out there at camp. Flicking the ball. I said, oh, man. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I'm goody on our team. Because I right. sure had to flick his hill in these four quarters. And him telling everybody he finna run a go route. 
and really dogging him. <laughs> man, it was ridiculous out there. Yeah, that was a great year. Because I already knew, like, for one, I'm like, man, I don't even know how I got this position of getting a scholarship because yeah. I ain't know how this shit worked. Yeah. So I knew when I first got out there, I had to set an example. And when you got something, when you got one person feel like they telling you that you can't do can't it. Can't do it. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta show out. Fuck it. You like, gotta, it you gotta show up. Is. And that's crazy too. It's we weren't even in camp. I want everybody to understand. We was not in camp yet. It was summertime. We in seven on seven. I don't know if you notice or not, but seven on seven. We got no pads. We got no nothing. Mm-hmm. We got a route sheet, and they got a defense, you know, defense back when they plays. I'm running a go route. <laughs> Just know that. Oh, man. What? No, I got help over time. It is not helping. It is not helping. But, yeah, I'm, I remember when I first got to college, though, I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. I went through adversity, too. I ain't really, I don't know. Everybody got their own story. Mm-hmm. When I first got to college, though, well, I graduated on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Had my graduation dinner that Saturday. That same day, my brother got shot. Damn. So, I was supposed to go to college that Sunday. I was supposed to, I was supposed to show up and check in Sunday. Mm-hmm. I ain't go. I ain't come Sunday. I called coach. I was like, look, I ain't gonna be able to make it. My brother got shot. I ain't gonna be able to make it. Right, right. So you go through that whole scenario of that, and I'm like, man, I don't know. At that point, I'm starting to question myself. Ah. Cause I like we had the whole time we're trying to find out what hospital my brother in, so I don't know nothing about this. I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I'm finna make it to college though, cause I'm finna have to just like you know my mind going different mm-hmm. places. But then I get there, I still ain't seen him. I know he good. He you know got our surgery and stuff. But I, don't, I know he good. But my mind wasn't really on football. My mind was on like, look, I'm trying to get back to my brother. Mm-hmm. So I think a week or two weeks go by, finally I get a chance to see him, and I'm like, all right, I'm good now. I'm calm. So my freshman year, I'm about to get redshirted. My whole guy, my whole mindset was I'm finna get redshirted. I'm finna sit back, and we finna just get this school out of the way and just enjoy college for that one year at least. And, they, and that didn't happen. So no, it didn't happen like that. Actually, I was like, look, working out, coaching them, like keep the playbook. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Study that because we don't know if you might have to play or not. Right. So I'm like, man, don't say that like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really so I'm doing redshirt workouts. Then I'm out, you know, you do redshirt workouts, go to practice. So we out there, and uh, Coach V was like, look. You know, Coach Lazy and Coach V was like, look, man, we know you want to play on a scout team, but we ain't going to have you on a scout team. You just watch the defense, and we're going to get somebody else in there for you. So your whole time, I was down. I was like, all right, shoot straight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm watching that. Doing, I'm looking at them. I ain't even get on scout team. Bless. I ain't get on scout team because they was doing them boys dirty down there, too. And so – Look back, so like we get like fourth game, four games in, so I'm like I'm, I'm thinking I'm good, you know, and uh, they get hurt, everybody start getting hurt. My first game I played against was Southeastern. Man, I ain't gonna lie, if I say I was was not nervous, I'd be lying to people. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't know. I knew I knew a few plays on the book, but I was like, man, look, I just need them to call the plays I know. Mm-hmm. And they call the plays That's I knew. You yeah, Ooh. and then I ain't see my brother in the fight forever. Well, this is the time I did see him, but he was getting ready to start walking. But I ain't know he was walking yet. Mm-hmm. So we get down there. I call my dad. I said, yeah, I'm playing that week. He's like, all right, well, I ain't going to make it to all the way out there too far. I was like, shoot, that's good. My first game, I'm stressed straight. A little bit of pressure off of me because I ain't right. got him in the stand just watching right, me make a shot. Man, <laughs> I look around and I hear my name getting called. I ain't going to lie. It made me feel good because my brother was walking in, which I just, uh... he wasn't walking. 
So him seeing him walking, I'm like, all right, this 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 legit. So when I, whatever I gotta do today, I'm finna show out. If I get in the game, he's up. We end up losing the game, but I did my thing did though. I thing. did a few things. Yeah, that's what it's about, right? Yeah, now. yeah. It, I ain't get into football. I got into football. What what year you got into football? Like what year you really got into it? Uh, I started at six years old. Okay. So uh, about I, the same. Yeah. Uh, whatever year that was. Yeah. But at six years old, I remember going to the park. At the time, it was uh, Harvey, Louisiana. Not Harvey, Louisiana. It was Harvey. That was the, yeah, the park. Yeah, the park. Okay. In New Orleans. And I started uh, as a fucking dude trying to put me at center or something like that. And, like, <laughs> my coach, my dad went off on a coach. Like, you, man, you were bigger no than center. everybody else out there. Well, not even bigger, but I wasn't the size oh, of Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he, he tried to play you out there. Yeah, he trying to play Did his son there. play? Um, I can't remember. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, he probably had a son playing. He trying to put me at quarterback or something like that. But I know after that shit, that next year, <laughs> seven and eight shit, I went to quarterback. Yeah. I went crazy. So you quarterback seven and eight? I quarterback, I didn't move to receiver until I was 10 years old. Because okay. the dude who was at quarterback had a better arm than me. I could okay. never throw in the game because oh. I was, it was. So you out there, Michael Vigan, you yeah, just no, grabbing it and going. Like you, then you handing out every once in a while. I was cool with the sweet, the little sweet, the, the, the handoffs, but <laughs> throwing the ball, I couldn't throw it. So shit, the dude who actually yeah. was a, he actually played receiver. He could throw it. So, so yeah, they lined me up at receiver okay. when they wanted him to throw it. Oh, okay, and so I y'all used just, to just be catching that bitch. And man, I mean, that was that was love. I ain't get look. I ain't gonna tell no lie. I ain't getting the football. I wouldn't even play football if it wasn't for my grandmother. Rest in peace, though. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for my grandmother, I would have never played it. My daddy, I was like, I was so. Real true story is, I'm not supposed. I wasn't even supposed to play sports, period. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up. I was born premature, mm-hmm. three weeks early, but I was ten pounds one ounce. Mm-hmm. But I was a premature baby. So the doctor told me I had asthma. And all this stuff, I'm aller- I'm looking, I'm like allergic to grass. Damn. So they told me I never play football. I never run past fifty yards. That what the doctor told me. So I'm like, man, look, I don't know about that. I'm outside playing regardless. <laughs> so I have, I go to sleep at night, have asthma attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, wake up throughout the night doing all that stuff. Uh, go out in the grass, I get these big spots all over me. I go get a shot, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm like, look, I don't know about football. We play in the backyard. That's all I know. My brothers play it. They play baseball and all that stuff. Never got into baseball. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, my granny was like, look, we need to go sign that boy for football. He want to play. My dad was like, no. Nah. The doctor and them say he can't play. Like, granny like, no, nah, he going to mm-hmm. play. If he going to let him play. So <laughs> I get a chance to play. My first time playing football, I was about, I was about your age, yeah. About I was about this. I was about that age. Okay. And let me tell you something. When I got them pads on, the first person I hit, I made him cry. <laughs> I made him cry. I was hooked. From that hit on, I was knocking boys out. And I played linebacker, too. Mm-hmm. I was a small person on the field. I played linebacker. And I was making everybody cry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hit yeah, after yeah. hit. After hit. Okay. And that's what really got me on to the field. Yeah, I ain't laughing people was on. I ain't oh. But uh, that's what got me into the, that's what got me into the, to the football. Really, my grandmother, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, so she she got me to sign, got my dad to sign me up. My grandmother passed away before we even started football. Mm-hmm. So my whole like, I put my whole like mindset on like, I'm playing because my granny got me in this. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to 
if I can, she can see me from above, this is what I want her to see me be like. Like, you know what I'm saying? She never got to see me play, but that was the reason why I played it for, and I love the sport, but I played it for my own, you know what I'm saying? But that was a, it just, you know, it's having something that, like, you know, to put you behind it. And it was like that anger behind it, too. Like, I go out there and relieve my anger on the field, because I don't know about you, but growing up, I was a kid, I got in trouble a lot. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. I definitely got in trouble a lot. But yeah, I wasn't no physical. Starting out of football, I no, wasn't physical uh, at all. Oh, really? I was. I was scared of contact. That's why I played quarterback. Oh, okay. So I was you were trying contact, to get that there. So you, I was always uh-uh. juking. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to eventually, it eventually grew on me. But yeah. it took a little minute though yeah. to start liking that contact. I, I wanted to look. So I grew up in Bay. I had a brother. I got an older brother, and then I got my cousin. Man, look. You couldn't even cry. Like, you fall down the ground and cry. He, don't you cry? Like, that's it. Like, you got to. Okay, so you grew up with a, some brothers and shit. Yeah. And yeah, then the whole neighborhood helped. we grew and up the in. Okay. The neighborhood I grew up in was all, most of all boys. Mm-hmm. So you ain't had no choice but to be tough. Facts, And facts. you finna have to fight this week. So you finna have to figure out who finna try to fight you. Uh, you got to, you finna be nice mm-hmm. on something. You got to, right. you know, so. That was like, oh, well, you can't, you walk, everybody walk up down the street with each other, going from house to house, playing, what's up, y'all, what's up? So we out here playing and stuff, but, you know, you had to be tough, mm-hmm. but I grew up, that was, that yeah. was like my, that was my claim, that I, I love football just because I could actually go out and hit people, but then, you know, as you're growing up, you keep getting in trouble, I just getting, man, I used to get suspended from school like, every day. At least, at least one time we gotta get suspended. Mm. That was like from elementary, like up oh, until yeah, like yeah, yeah. Was, sixth grade. Oh yeah, yeah, you was getting in trouble. Then. I was getting real trouble. I was about to get expelled from school. School, like, and it's only one school. <laughs> well, it's, it's two of them, but it's really the, my school is a football school. Mm-hmm. You get expelled from that one, you right. ain't gonna, you ain't gonna it, make it in uh, that. It's over. With. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting in trouble for real. I was in ISS, you know, like we on quarantine thirty days. That's how I was in ISF thirty days straight. Okay. I was in there like that. So you low key prepared for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think football gave me that discipline because I ain't. Well, my coaches in my seventh grade really gave me the discipline I needed. Mm-hmm. My parents always whooped me. I give them, get my ass toe up. Yeah, boy. boys. The whoopings growing up wasn't nothing to it play wasn't with. Nothing to joke. Man, but I'll take that whooping up clean my room when I was a kid. Though I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> I took that. I took that a couple of times, but I I got older. I started learning. I was like, nah, this ain't the one I need to take. Right. But shoot, so. But I noticed too, though, like when you trying to, sometimes the whippings could be avoided as a parent. Like I'm not a parent, but like as me being could have just talked to us. Not even that. Like yeah, talk to me. Yeah, like showing me. Like show you. Me, show me. Like if you gonna say clean your room, show me how show to me clean how. the room. Show me the proper way because I'm cleaning it. I'm throwing it out in the closet. Yeah, you. like to me that's yeah, what clean that's up clean. in it. I don't just know. Get it out there. the way. You said so, so. I got out the way. Now you didn't <laughs> open the closet up. I ain't got a whole whooping. Yeah, show me first. But now nah, I got we. Yeah, they wasn't showing. They wasn't about this showing. I was in the old school. Oh no, nah, they just gonna tell you and then yeah. you don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it. I told you to do it like this. And I'm like, you really just didn't even show me, though, you know? I got whooping all kind of ways. I got whooping at the mall one time. Craziest thing I got a whooping, I was about to get a whooping on a football field one time. I got whooped in a classroom before. I got whooped up there in front of the principal. I got whooped in front of a class. No, I ain't got whooped that, in front of class. That shit was, I don't even know. I can't say it was embarrassing because I don't remember, but yeah. I do remember getting that ass whooped. You remember how it hurt? Ooh, boy. I, look, shit pissed me off, boy. This what I did. She told my mama told me to put my hands 
on the desk. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the principal's office, my hand on the desk. She said, all right, don't move. And she would me right there. I thought the principal was going to get out the room at right, least. Right, right. She's standing right now. They standing there looking like, they we make sure. She said she going to whoop him and make sure. She so told me up, too. And I, my dad drove from, came from work. My daddy worked an hour away. He came and gave me a whooping one time, and he and he was hurt because yeah, yeah, he drove. So you think about it, he was mad for an hour before he driving here. He yeah. thinking about how he finna tell you like, I got an hour Ooh. on him. I'm finna think about him and turn. He told me up too for real, like for hour, like that hour he drove. He took all his pressure and frustration out on me for mm-hmm. hour, and then for that little that little few minutes he whooped me. Yeah, it was enough. I knew then I was like, no, I don't want dead. I don't want him gonna give me a whooping no more. Mm-hmm. But now nah, I got into it Like My daddy He, he kind of showed me The right way He didn't want to show me About money though Okay If like hustling And money He put that together That's how he He showed me The, the ins and outs Of hustling Like Do this Don't do that You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying This how you gonna Make money like this This how you go About your credit And stuff like that So he kind of Showed me that part Of the game And then I just Really just started Getting into Understanding credit Like last year Like last I started at uh, 18 when I started learning about that. Yeah. Cause I ain't had no job. Yeah. Like I told you, like after the charges thing didn't go how I wanted, yeah. I'm in that gap between what's my next move. I'm not. Yeah. Like so, I had no job. I wasn't working. Cause I, it's hard for me to recover that quickly from how things happen. Yeah. I literally had the opportunity, and then it just didn't happen no it more. It just it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Because off of somebody else being. Yeah. It's crazy. But uh, I had to adjust. So in November that year, I went to Chase here. Man, I, I asked the lady about the credit cards. Yeah. And she gave me a whole little summary. I wrote things down. And yeah. she told me about the credit card. And then shit, that changed my life. Yeah. I mean, right now, <laughs> it's still helping me, though. But right. I'm, I'm, I'm ways well, I'm paying my credit it. card off. Yeah. But my credit good, though. But it's you a crazy thing about it. Let me tell you how people like, I'll tell people like this. If you want to know how to buy a house, you want to know how to buy a car, get your financing right, stuff like this, go down to the bank, talk to the person at the bank, ask them, hey, look, I got, I don't know what my credit score is. Can you actually show me how to look at my credit score? I don't know how to get a house. I want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Tell me how far off am I right. from getting a house. That's what rich people do. They do it all the time. I tell you, like, it's not hard to buy a house, buy real estate. It's certain loans out there. You can put 1% down. You can put 3% down. You don't got to put 10 to 20% down. Right. It's a lot of loans out there you can do to buy a rental property. Right, right. And, like, let your money work for you. Like, that's the difference I was reading in the book. Is like, the uh, it said the poor middle class buy liabilities and expenses. The right. wealthy buy assets. Mm-hmm. And they don't work for money. They let their money work for them. Work for them. So when you out there, you like, man... So let's say let's say you you in the you in you're, you're in the Canadian League you're making your check right right and you say man look I'm thinking about how I'm gonna make it look how I'm gonna make this money that I'm getting if I'm getting this in how can it make me money I'm like dang I'm gonna tell you straight up like okay well you know got your credit right go ask them you know look for a nice little neighborhood with a nice little duplex or single family mm-hmm. home and you buy that and you think about it if that note is marking those eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, and you rent it out for fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars a month, you taking a look. That's your cash flow, whatever mm-hmm. you made off profit. You ain't paid nothing else. Right. And if you do certain loans, man, you can live in that house for a year, 
live for free. Somebody else pay the rent. You don't do nothing else. You just sit back. Just sit back, cool. Collect your money, and then you let your whatever money you work for just sit in your account and build up. Yeah. But it's crazy though. It's like when I learned about that, I was like, man, you mean to tell me this? I can do this. I can do this, and this legal. And it's legal. This legal. This legal right here. Oh, I can do this. Oh, okay. This crazy. That is, man. They don't. Man. It's so much stuff out there, like just reading books and putting, mm-hmm. man, audio books too. That's that's the biggest thing because I don't be wanting to read. Right, I don't be want to read. It's good to hear, but though. I just listen it's real to good it. To yeah, hear. It's I listen good. to one greatest book, craziest book I read. I read two books. are crazy Principles by Ray Dalio and Sniper Mind. I don't know the artist. I don't okay. know who the publisher on now, but Sniper Mind. That boy put you in a real situation. He put you in like. Understanding your mind, like how, you, like with football, you gotta have, like people don't really understand when you're in football, your mindset gotta be different. Definitely, definitely. Because you finna go through all type of trenches out here. You finna mm-hmm. go out here on the field. It's finna be hot at one part of the year. It's gonna start getting cool. Right. Then it's finna get really cold on you, and you gotta adapt your mind you to go out there and give you 110 percent. And you finna go out there. Let's say you had a good game last week. You gotta erase that. Right, you got like like that's the and that's the and that's why I compare football to life so much. Not even just football, sports in general. But life is really yeah, just yeah. Cause, Cause that game last week, shit, don't count. It don't help you for this, this week. week yep. It's a whole new week. Like so, let's say today <laughs> we won today. We woke up. Right, right. We moving. Right. We breathing. We won today. Right. Everything won. else you do after that is extra. Mm-hmm. You just anything you do after that is extra. You ice on the cake. You. You know when you bought your house, or you know you did something else. You know did something. You got a little money coming in. That's extra. You right. went to work. You came back home. That's extra. All this stuff extra. Now you the one, but tomorrow, you you try. It's like a real mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. If I wake up, if I don't wake up, if you wake up, all right, again you back in the game again. Right. Breathing. You think now you back on a on a slate of winning, mm-hmm. but you gotta forget what you did yesterday because that don't even matter. Tomorrow, because mm-hmm. if you won today, like all right, I'm one, I'm doing my thing. Because you, what happened is you get cocky, you forget mm-hmm. your humbleness, and yep. you're like, oh, I don't got to do the same thing I was putting in yesterday. Now I ain't got to put the same work in. I used to, man, look, I used to work like when I was growing up in high school. I was like, I said to myself in seventh grade, I'm gonna go to college, and it's gonna be free. My parents won't pay for it. That's all I thought about. I wanted to go to school to be a lawyer. In it, every program. I actually got accepted in programs too. Like Howard University wanted me to come up there and do like the whole law program and stuff like that. I was like, my mind was set on. Set on it. So I'm like, man, I need to work. So I'm in the backyard doing drills, doing everything I can to make sure I'm prepared for that. I ain't never, if you, if like from every sport I played, I went 110%. I ain't want to give up, I ain't want to give half because. If I gave half, I feel like I was cheating everybody. Mm-hmm. I want the team to win. Right. But that was the key to it all. And then my coach blamed me one time for us losing track me. That was a that was like the one time I had to really face adversity because I really didn't face adversity like that. Like mm-hmm. to say I was doing bad or, you know, we went we had a track meet and we I ran out the little zone to win the track meet. We got on the bus. So I'm like, Oh, we good. We think on the bus, mm-hmm. we could make home mad, we lost, but we gonna have a four by one in the in the in uh, regionals. We gonna have a four by two. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm kind of upset. Get on the bus, coach saying, I want everybody to be quiet. <laughs> I was like, dang, all right, you know, what coach gonna say? He said, I want y'all to know that everybody did good, and the only reason why we lost this track meet is because of Brent. 
And I was like, y'all, oh, he talking about we lost the whole tape because all because of me. No matter girls and boys, no matter who, we lost because of Brent. I was like, man, the first time I had to like face adversity to like see how I'm rebound from it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I was like, Coach Mary, he's picking on me on this part. That's crazy. And he didn't. He ain't pick on me, though. I did some crazy stuff in high school, though. I got, I done did some stupid stuff. Made you who you ought to do. Yeah. One thing I do like, I like your brand because how it's high represents CEO. Like, yeah. you are a CEO of your life, like, creating right. every opportunity. And that's basically what I have been doing yeah. since fo- football has been over at Magnese. And then you just had to create your opportunity. Because that's how it is in life. You, you think about it. You, you, don't, you don't get that. You don't, your opportunity is very small. Right. And the only way you get that opportunity is if you create it. Mm-hmm. Whether you apply knowledge to it, whether you go out and work hard right. for it, you got to apply it. And the only way you become your own CEO you got to admit that you're the CEO of your own life. Right. Whether you do bad or good, mm-hmm. no matter the outcome, it's you determine that part. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can right. determine if you're in the wrong situation <laughs> by you being in the right, in that call with them. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the right situation, being in the right call with somebody else. Right. So you got to know where you stand. Because I, I, when I I came up, I, I my friends, I got friends right now. Like my cousin, he in jail 30 years, though. I ain't going to mm-hmm. lie. I got my, uh, my friends and stuff. I know what they did. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't change who I, I didn't change that. Right. I always hung with them. But I, my mindset was, I'm the creator of my own life. I know my opportunities and stuff. But if I go with them on this, I might, my chances are I might go to jail on this. Mm. But I would see them and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to go on that one. Right. You know what I'm saying? I go with you somewhere else, but we, you know what I'm saying? I've been at parties. They didn't got any fights and stuff. And I done jumped in just because I'm, that's my boy. Right. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. But you got to understand right now that you created your own life. Like, whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do, you can just, all you got to do is get on the internet, look up the research, you know what I'm saying? Okay, if you want to be a sportscaster, how you become that? What you got to do? You got to look it up. You create that opportunity. They don't create that for you. Can't nobody deny you from nothing. That one little creating of, that one little sense of you want to be a sports writer or whatever, you go look that up. That's one little thing That's end a, up becoming something yeah. major. Because you're going to open your eyes to how it's not that far from where you at right now. You're going to be like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to go step into this lane. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to do it, just go all 100, 110%. My dad always told me, said, son, never quit anything you start. Because I was like, man, you know, I want to quit. I want to quit some one time. He was like, if you start quitting now, you're going to become a quitter the rest of your life. So you can't quit it. You got to finish it off. It was a basketball, too. It was basketball. I didn't want to mm-hmm. play no more. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to quit. He's like, no, nah, you ain't going to quit. You're going to keep playing. And my, I was like, no. Nah. I was thinking my mom would talk to him. He's like, talk to daddy. Right? He's right. like, no. Nah. He's like, you going to quit now? We was getting blue out. We ain't win a game, I don't think. It was JV. We ain't win no games. He was like, you can't quit. He said, like, you already told them people you're going to commit to this. You can't quit. And that's how I look at life. You can't quit on it. You can't quit today just because it got hard. Because it got hard, right. Or you going through the worst. Right now, you might not be in the position you, you dream yourself to be. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, everybody that play football dream infinite. Be in that league right now. Amen. Playing. You know what I'm saying? Getting that check. But they ain't playing right now either. So you really ain't missing nothing. But right, you still, right. everybody thought they'd be in that league. Get that name out there. And... Shit, that's how I was with that arena shit. Like, it's like I ain't scored my first touchdown to like week seven, bro. Like, I'm not even like a factor in the game. Like, I'm out there, but, but like, I'm not even it, yeah. out there. They're like, oh, we don't need to. We worry about him. Cause it's you like, think about I, it, yeah. And, I'm, and, I, and, I, and just every day, like, I'm sitting there, like, man, what do I do to like. 
to 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 make it better. Like, yeah. how can I adapt to my situation? Yeah, you trying to get your mindset into it. You trying to like, look, I gotta I gotta accept my role for what I'm doing, and that's that's just like life. You gotta accept your gotta role. Same thing with life. That's why I say. That's why I always compare sports, dog. Really, football because I play. You played it. Yeah, it's the same shit in life. You know what I'm saying? It's the same shit. Man. I work at I work at Dollar General. I'm a cashier. So like, when I see different people, you yeah. know, like. I, I'm glad I get to see those kind of different yeah. people because it shows you where you at in your life and where they at in life. That's that you was a good thing about working at the club because I get to see these people and I get to talk to them. They get to tell me all kind of information. Like, like my, I met one dude one time. He owned his own construction company. He was just like, "Look, you like a smart guy." I was like, "Yeah, you know." And he was like, "Look, let me tell you what book to read." Told me the book, "The Wealthy Barber," and I was like, "Man, I read this book." He's like, "You read it?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like. You get knowledge from it, yeah, and I was like, fact, "Yeah, fact. but you know, you know, it's good to interact with people, and they tell you about different stuff." I met a dude in a dude in Sulphur, man. I don't, I've got his name, but he owned rental property, mm-hmm. Buku rental properties, working with uh, Sassaw. Okay, man, look, he owned like he told me he owned like eight houses right now. He eating that, and at one point he said I was at like I he said I got the cash to buy the houses, but I'd rather use the bank money. <laughs> I hey. said, so you got the money to buy? He said, I got the money to buy the house. He said, because one time a dude tried to stunt on him. He said he probably have, he thought he didn't have enough cash. This man said he went to a sheriff sale, which is like a foreclosure sale, which you know they can't pay stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. He said that he went there with thirty five thousand dollars on him, damn <clears throat> cash, and the dude. Thought he didn't have the money. Thought he needed finance and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he was. He said, "Look, I'll take it." He said he bought a house, thirty-five thousand cash. He said he bought one house in Westlake, and for what he bought it for, a guy is trying to offer him more than what he paid for it. Mm. He said, "I just buy." It. He said, "Man, I buy it for. I can buy cash." He said, "I'd rather go to the bank though." And that's his life. Like if that's what you want to <laughs> do, go do your shit. Like that's what CEO yeah. is. If that's yeah. what you want to do, and that's what the key it. to it was. He was saying the relationship with the bank is more than you having cash on you. Like oh, no facts. That's a fact. Their relationship with the bank is more important cash than cash. cash don't mean shit. No. Because you, you got cash. Everybody have $100,000 on it, but you ain't got no good credit. You can't go buy no apartment company X. You can't do none of that stuff. You be like, man, I can't get this. I need somebody else to sign for this for me because they got better credit. But that's just the key. Man, we... But I ain't thinking about. I ain't gonna lie to you. When I was in college, I wasn't thinking about none of this. Nah, if I would apply no. my little Pell Grant and my mind to getting this stuff in college, not at Magnese, bro. Yeah. Mag- Magnese more have taught you of like just really about life survival. You, know you really learned how to. You learn. You learn like the struggle like people go through. Really they, like they go through, We really <laughs> understood that part. We understood that. Hey, I, would, I tell I tell everybody like <clears throat> I remember a couple of times at practice like. I'm only I ate two bags of hot Cheetos, and that's the only thing I, that's I even me ate, for practice. I ain't even ate in practice. Like, oh, you ain't even eat at practice. I ain't eat nothing. See what I'm, saying? I'm out there empty stomach and See all. What I'm saying empty stomach it was and a all. I'm at practice empty stomach. I'm about to go out there uh, get my all and go back to the house and try to hit this calf up so I get some little food. And yeah, yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, boy. See, Gidra took that away from us. Like when uh, I only got it for one year. That when, was it. Uh, no, 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 no. Like I didn't have it no more. But like you know how we used to take get some uh, swipes from the freshmen and shit. Yeah. Like that year, y'all left when Gidry took over. Oh, he took, took out the swipe. He took the swipes away. So Let me we tell didn't you. even eat from the freshmen. I, I ain't really get that many swipes. I got a couple <laughs> of them. But shout out to them boys that was getting them swipes up. But we didn't get that many of them. And look, I'm out here struggling. I'm like, look. Then my then 
So, real it looked like real adversity. Like you know, I went through my parents' divorce when I was in college. So I watched my parents that was together my whole life split up while I was in college, mm-hmm. while I was playing football, and also I mediated both of them. So I was what my mama say she wouldn't talk to my so she'll tell me even though they had lawyers mm-hmm. she'll tell me what she want what she wanted so I call my daddy and tell him okay this is what she say she want mm-hmm. and then I call then he say well I give her this that and the third so I call her back so you think I'm in a real real fret at that point and I couldn't get an apartment they couldn't co-sign for me an apartment because both of them was going through a divorce so they won't mm-hmm. let you co-sign for okay. nothing so I had to get it on my own at that point so it really was a struggle. And I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? What the what the best outlet for me to do was just play football. Like, that was, like, my only way to... You know, the only person knew that when I was in college? <clears throat> I went through college. Hold somebody, roommates and everything. Never tell them. Nobody knew that. You see me, I was smiling all the time. I never was, just like, mad. I would like never that. know. Yeah, yeah I would never nothing like that. But Coach Ham. <laughs> Coach Ham came Shout to me. Shout out to Coach Ham. Coach Ham say, you went through something, huh? I was like, what you mean? <laughs> I was like, well, it's the end of the year. He said, well, you went through something. I said, what you mean? He was like, what you went through? He said, your parents got a divorce. I was like, man, how you know that? He was like, because cause the way you was you playing, the tell, way your yeah, mindset yeah. and stuff. And that, that like, being around y'all, that was the only thing that was really, like, keeping me, like, together. Like, say I was, you know, say, because I don't think a lot of people probably don't have that. And nobody really going to therapy like that. Which right, you probably right. should have, you know, I probably, should, you know, most people would go to therapy and stuff to release whatever anger they got in out of them but that was my therapy being around y'all laughing you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. joking and then just going hard at football that was my only therapy and I don't think I could have really I don't think it, me personally I probably wouldn't have processed it right if I would have not had football in my life though And but for everybody else you gotta create that opportunity you gotta mm-hmm. find even though we talk about creating opportunities as a hustling and finding a way but also finding yourself peace that's mm-hmm. the opportunity you gotta create you gotta create that for yourself can nobody really make that part cause you can make a million dollars tomorrow and still be miserable still be miserable so you making you gotta find a way to create that peace within yourself amen. though amen Real that's talk. the hardest and the crazy thing or not my mom was a minister so I talked to her about religion most of the time and also I'm probably gonna drop another shirt it's gonna be. It's gonna say God. Yo, baby. It's gonna be God on it, but it's gonna stand for growth over. What? How did I say that? Growth over destruction. Ooh, I like that. Oh, so yeah, it's gonna be. Shit, yeah, hey, it's go. gonna be growth over destruction. Fucking chest, baby. So you know, as you grow, you are gonna overcome those destruction patterns and stuff that you you created throughout life. That's it wasn't it. nobody talking about that. I don't know what it was like growing up. You know, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. What was it like, though, really growing up in the ones like, you know? I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, it wasn't really. I, like, I had, I faced that person like, every part of my life growing yeah. up. Like, it was different seasons. Like, yeah. I, I also yeah. lived through a divorce, but yeah. I had to go through it. Yeah, young. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But do you get yeah, to my life? When you, was in, when you was in New Orleans, you had people, like, saying, hey, look, you know, you got the football going on. Stay stay over there. Don't, don't. You know, don't mess that up. Or, you know, you got people like, come on, do it. Ride with me. Do this. Then the third. What the thing about it? That that's the one thing I'm blessed about my parents is like regardless of them whipping me growing up or whatever like yeah. they allowed me to be a kid. Yeah. Eventually, make all your mistakes. Shit happens really. during adversity where I yeah. had to adjust, but my, my my days of growing up a little bit like I just was able to just be a kid. Like I played football, basketball, track. Yeah. Like I did all three. I did A and U track yeah. every year, whatever. So like 
just me just being a kid, that's why I'm like back to reality now. Yeah, because you got you got to go back to like when like, you... Like, I feel like a kid again. Yeah. Every morning I come outside in the sun and I, I got my socks off and <laughs> shit. Like, I just be in the dirt stretching, playing around. Like, I'm taking yeah. it back to when I was young. Yeah. When life was just so simple. So right now, this life is so simple right now. It's a tough time for other people. And this is a yeah, it is. Not me. It ain't tough it ain't, time for me. Me either. I'm straight. This is a crazy thing I was thinking about this the other day. I was like... It took away from the the full, you know, being out in the public interaction, but it also gave you a chance to increase your brain and increase your peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're not using utilizing the time right now, you use the wrong way. You trying to, you know, I know a lot of people trying to find a way to make money right now. That's always money gonna always be there. You oh, always right, find that. Right. But you gotta find right now. Take time to grow your brain if you got one, or to create you a brain if you want to create one, and also too to uh, find peace within yourself. That's it. That's the. That's really it. That's really all of it. Yeah. Once you figure out who you are, you get to find out your purpose, and then from there, like you free. Yeah. Like I said, like a lot of people die, but like yeah. some people are already dead. Yeah. Walking around. They walking around they dead. Already, they don't even they, know what they want to do. Yeah, they don't know what they do. I tell you nothing. My my brother, he can. I got a brother, man. He can draw. He can sing. Never utilize not one of his but talents. God given talent. Never use not one. And I, I always said to my mom, I was like, look, mom, I'm only. God only gave me one talent. She said, what's that? I said, football, sports. I said, God gave me talent to play sports, and that was it. Now, he gave me a mindset to, to think different, mm-hmm. but I, at my time, I was like, look, I'm going to utilize my talent because if God gave it to me, why would I waste it? So right. I'm going to play all the sports I can play, try to do the best I can in them. And then I started thinking about, you know, my mindset. Like, okay, now God gave me the opportunity to use my, my mindset as a, as a tool to encourage and, and like, help everybody else, you know, kind of reach their goals and right, stuff. Right. And like, that's my whole goal. And I, you know, I ain't really find my purpose really. So I'll say probably like a couple of years ago, I really understood my purpose. In 2018, that's that when really I found my purpose. I ain't really. And I was 20, 22. Then, but yeah. you had to go through like some extreme adversity that's to why find I, your purpose. That's why I made that's it at 22 yeah. because of my upbringing yeah. and stuff. I had to go through so much yep. adversity growing up. Some that's people so go crazy. through it late in life. Some yeah. people go through early in life. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I don't face adversity. This yeah. shit just normal. It's normal. Yesterday, yeah. I was in a store. Yesterday, I was in a store, and they had a white lady. Uh, she came in the store, and she said, boy. Yeah. Like, hey, boy, where's yeah. the uh, magazines or some shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just looked at her. Your first response is, as a black person, you get mad and won't yeah. cuss a motherfucker out. Straight. Me, I just laughed and looked at her like, man, hold up. You, you got me fucked up. You don't call me a boy. But I said it in a nice way. Like, you know, to, uh, yeah, yeah. Peace, peacefully, yeah, but peacefully. she can get real if it had to. But, but it, it don't need to because why am I putting my energy in the wrong place? Because it, it'll waste your time. I'm protecting my yeah. energy because you don't need that energy. You might be looking for my energy to do that. But I'm not giving it to you. It's people like that. They just go out here just yeah. to destroy people like energy. Like they just want to go out here and just destroy their peace and inner, and all that stuff. Like I was at work. I, like I say, I was at work. I had a lady come to me. I had a lady come in. Somebody else had made her mad. I didn't make her mad. She came in because they didn't pick her up. So she came in. She was like, so I'm like, how can I help you? I'm smiling and everything. She's like, how can I help you? So I'm talking to her, and the lady say. Something she can't help me. That that's going off on me. She right. was going. I'm like, you know, I'm keeping calm. I'm I'm never like a, you know, a, a, a verbal right. person anyway. So I'm keeping calm all the whole nine. And this lady say to me, "We let you people come over here and work, 
and you still don't know what you're doing. I'm like, wait. <laughs> she trying to. I'm like, man, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I told her, like, man, I don't even know what's going on. I'm trying to get you in a rental car, yeah. but if you, you know what I'm saying, is it something I can help you with? I'm, then I was so nice to the lady. She going off on me, talking about you people don't have education and everything. Like, I, you know, didn't finish school or anything like that. You know, I ain't tripping. So, I'm like, well, man, if I can make up for it, I'll give you a discount if that'll, mm-hmm. you know, satisfy you. Still going off on me. da 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 Boy, she, I got the same call. Boy, yes. you people, da da da. So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, man, I can help you out. The manager part can help right, you out. Right, but I'm right, gonna walk to the up. back. Straight up. I want to know his name, so I handed my call. I'm a polite look, cause I ain't gonna be mad at you. That's you trying to steal your own energy, your own yeah, peace. Yeah, I'm not right. gonna get mad at you. you. You can't have my shit, man. Look, I talk to myself every day in the mirror, so I know my motherfucker could call me nigga, and you can call me anything you want. Yeah. I'm going I love that kind of shit because think about it. If somebody wants to call you out your name or wants to try to ruin you. They you mad know, at their own whatever. life. They mad at their own life. They mad at their own so life. So what am I giving them them energy for to continue You feed, to, you feed their own yeah, anger. That's you what you're doing. Uh, don't uh, feed their own anger. If you're uh, out there, you're going through something, I'm don't straight. feed their own anger. Just let them go through their own trials and tribulations. You keep doing your thing. Because I know a lot of people be mad at their own life. They do. A lot of them are. I stay away from those kind of people, Me too. bro. I sit down like, oh, you mad? Okay, I'm going to go this way. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have a reason to be mad. I'm not... Like sad and I'm, you know, everybody got their own emotions, but I'm not like, you? you know, every day I wake up, I'm happy, I'm thankful. I don't, I really didn't think I was gonna live to see this far. To be honest with you, I really didn't. I was like, man, I was like, man, you know, with growing up, with like me being allergic to grass and them telling me I want to make it. It was three. It was me and two yeah, other tough. boys yeah, born at the same man. time. We was all born the same day, same hospital. We all knew each other and stuff like that. Great mamas. <laughs> they. <laughs> All, they both of them are dead. I'm the only one still living. You're the only one still alive. Yep. It's, and that's why I say like everything don't happen by coincidence. Like everything in life happened how it's supposed to. It's supposed to. So because I could been gone. I could have been. Could I could have be been the one that's gone. The other ones. One of the other ones could have been still living, and I could have just been like, you know. Uh, and look at you now. We yeah. doing a podcast on Instagram Live, and yep. you got your own. I'm I'm wearing brand. your own merch. The yep. person you interviewing is wearing your right. own shit. And I also got another one on there. I got beat the eyes, man. That's my cancer shirt, man. It's for like everything you purchase on there, it go to cancer research donations. So it's not like I take the profit from there. I just put that back into That's cancer real. research. That's I did real. that, man, for my aunt. My aunt died of cancer. She died of like a, it was like a rare leukemia though. Okay. But I ain't really know nothing about cancer. Well, I, I knew people with cancer. I met my my grandfather died of cancer when I was like about sixth grade. Uh, that's the first time I met him. I met him when he was dying. Never met him before in my life. The mm-hmm. first time I met him. Never knew him. Didn't even know he existed. Met my grandfather for the first time. Mama, who's your grandma? I'm like, who is that? First time I met him. All right. <laughs> so my aunt, though, they telling me that, you know, they called me and say, I don't think she's going to make it. I'm like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So they've been going through all these tests. It took them almost two weeks to find out she was, you know, died. And then they find out I was with cancer. So I was like, man, that's crazy. So the end of the thing, you know, after that, she died from cancer. So I was like, man, how can I? Now, the crazy thing about that is she died from cancer. And then two weeks later, my little cousin died. He drowned. So I lost two family members right, within right. like a two-week span. Two weeks. So then I'm like, how can I, you know, give back? In my own way, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for somebody else. I'm doing it for my own self. How can I get back in my way? Because I never got a chance to see her before she died. So I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? So I created. I I I decided when I was 2014, might have been when I do when I uh, signed up to be a match. 
Oh yeah, we sure did do that shit. So I never be a man. I forgot about that. I never thought I'd be called. I never thought. But one of my girls. You really got a call. Hey, that's crazy. Bro, my aunt died. My aunt died. I'm gonna tell you, this is how God worked out. My aunt died. I was like, I hope they called me. I pray they called me. Oh, and they called. I pray they, they called me. Lady was like, you a match. So the lady I donated my stem cells to was diagnosed with a blood leukemia. So it's like through the blood cells. So it's weird. It's crazy at the same time. Because basically my stem cells, it gives her my exact immune system. She'll have my same hair texture. She can have everything I like to eat. Anything I'm allergic to. Like the whole nine. She could have my exact identical immune system. And that's how crazy it is. So I go through this, like so it's it's like a you go through like months of like giving blood, they test, they test and test it. So I'm like, man, they poking you though. They they putting that needle in you. I'm like, oh man, I don't even like needles like that. So we go through that and I'm like, man, I don't know how I can go through this. So they give you five so you gotta go through five days of shots. Mm -hmm. You get two shots a day in your stomach, you gotta do it on each side Mm -hmm. until fifth the fifth day they give it to you in your arm. Okay. So I went through that. And so at the shots, each day the shots get intenser. Like they, it make your body hurt more. Mm. So it take all your, it take your, your white blood cell count, and come out through your bones. Like basically your, your, uh, your bone marrow come out through your bones. Okay. So they secrete it through your blood. But hey, tell you something about day three, and it's like all right, right now it's a coronavirus. Right. They give, they tell you to take ibuprofen. But you can't take ibuprofen during the coronavirus because it it make your system more able to catch the coronavirus. So I can't take nothing. I'm drying this out. I'm 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 straight taking these this pain as it go. Ooh, I'm like, man. God damn. So, well, that shit crazy. So you really she said you're gonna feel it in your back. My back hurt is so bad. Like I literally was laying and I couldn't even do it. So day four come. I go walk seven miles at the park. Cause I'm like, if I sit down, my body gonna start hurting. I, I don't wanna feel, so I'm thinking of a way to, to avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. I put myself through a rigorous walk to, to feel that type of pain than to feel the pain of my body. So I did a seven mile walk before I gave blood. So the fifth day I go show up, they give you a shot. They're like, what you do yesterday? I said, I walked seven miles. That woman say, what? You walk seven miles? So. They hook you up. She's shocked. They give you a, a free arm. So this is like my left arm, my free arm. This is the arm that I can't move. Okay. So use this stuff, take around like four hours to eight hours is the most they can do it for you. Man, look, I was on there for three. I think I did the shortest amount of time ever. Mm-hmm. See, this is the fastest we ever done somebody like this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, look, my my blood, my mm-hmm. stuff was up, oh, and then yeah. you get a little bag of stem cells. Like you okay. see, like, see the little bag, that little picture I put. That was them stem. That was stem oh, cells. Oh shit, <laughs> that wasn't blood. That's stem cells. That they take stem your, they take your blood out you. They process the stem cells and they put your blood back in. Oh shit. So you know what I'm saying? That's I did. Cool. I was like, That's but cool. I, my thing was, I created CEO. You create every opportunity, but also sometimes you give somebody else a second chance, a chance at life, and you give another opportunity for somebody else to live. So this lady here, dying of leukemia, I was giving her another chance to be with her family for a little bit right, longer. So a little bit longer. You know, maybe she had grandkids, whatever it may have. Man, she get another dog. chance to experience that. Maybe her kid might be in college. I thought about like maybe her kid playing football somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she want to go see him. If she's not with leukemia, she'll never see him. But if she got a second chance, this will be her chance to go see that again. You know, see her kid play. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Finish the senior year up, whatever it may be. That's big right there. But it ain't, ain't too many people. And another thing, too, in the 
African American community, we got the highest, we got the second highest cancer rate. And the reason oh, I, I know what I see why shit, it, I yeah. be scared of motherfuckers brownies and yeah. uh, buku sweets. You ever yeah. know, I don't see nobody grabbing fruit. No fruit, no nothing. No, nothing. And another, <laughs> and, and, and like the biggest reason is like most all the cancers are curable. Right, right. But we don't donate. We don't go to like you know donate blood and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. The reason why we don't. That's the reason why our stuff's so high. It's just because we don't donate blood. It's like eight percent of Americans donate blood. I mean, African Americans donate blood. I have a population of you know. Right. That's crazy though, but yeah, no, nah, ain't nobody scanning sweets. I started getting on the the food books, I man. I started understanding what food to eat and what not to eat. Yeah. I think about. I mean, I ain't gonna about two years ago. I ain't gonna sit and lie to you. Like, I ain't got no diet. Like, yeah. I eat my sweets, but like, I understand. Like, I gotta go sweat. Working, yeah. Like, work I gotta cause. go sweat this shit. You out know what it can like cause? That. You gotta, you gotta work it out. Some mm-hmm. people eating that stuff and ain't working out at all. No, they eating that shit and they in the house. Yeah, they in the house. They been quarantined. They throwing that thing down. They get been quarantined for a minute. Right? They talking yeah. about they bad. They can't go to work. You ain't never with no No. You talking about? I mean, I can't go to the stove for what? You just want some about sweets? You need to sit at the house, big dog. Just sit it down. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, don't, I ain't gonna say I got like a. Well, I did go on a diet. I, I mean, I, I try to not cut out the meat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care for chicken, so I know a lot of people think that you know chicken is. I don't care for it. I I did two years like eating chicken one time because I don't like chicken. Mm-hmm. I guess I ate as much as a kid. Church's hey, chicken ruined it for me. Church's no, oh. we ate it all the time. Oh. Mom, she was like church's church. Uh, when you growing up, you know. Church events you going to, they ain't eating their churches. See that's see that's where it started. Like when you young, like and that's all, all that your people stuff. could probably afford because that's yeah. the only meal they could get you, and that's all you eating. You know the crazy so, thing about it is, we, I grew up. My grandfather taught me how to grow food and stuff. I ain't even like, I grew up in the country, so we all ate home cooked meals. I never ate fast food. Mm-hmm. We ate fast food sometimes when we went out of town, but other than that, we really ate home cooked meals. <laughs> That's why you was different like yeah, that. I already I mean, knew. You from that country. Yeah. <laughs> Them country we food's even, different. Yeah, we eating uh-huh. we eat home cooked meals. Like like then my uh my uh, I call it my Mimo, which is my dad grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was like part Indian. So she give me them remedies. Ooh. She give me them real remedies. Like put this on there, baby. <laughs> hey, look, I, I had I had a, I had a, a sprained ankle. She put clay and vinegar and wrapped my ankle up. And you shut back. What? Like a couple of days. <laughs> like my ankle good. I'm like, oh, what's what? Oh, she, you know, she out there. And then look, she eating only ramen noodles too. That's, that's how. That's who introduced me to ramen noodles. Okay. First person ever showed me that. Put that in the microwave, baby. No, she put it on the stove, though. Right, right, right. She put, right, that, right. She put in that stove to work. Microwave just there for looks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I grew up in an area where you cast iron skillets, everything cooked, you mm-hmm. get all the iron in your body, you ain't lacking on nothing. Right. But yeah, my grandmother, she uh, when she was living, she cooking three times a day. She wake up in the morning cooking full breakfast, oh, yeah, cooking yeah, at yeah. lunch, and she cooking dinner time. And you eating all this stuff at like five, like your lunch at your dinner at five, like you eating good. Oh yeah, she ain't letting you drink the water until you eat your whole food first. So you, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it was, it was it was different. It was, yeah. I grew the country life a little different from the city though. Oh no, shit. When I when I uh, when I went by Jermaine, what yeah. this was last year in like August or something. Yeah, I was like, boy, this really the country. Yeah, but like yeah. when I really look at it. 
it's not bad living in the country. Because mm. if you get all that acres of land, mm -hmm. you could start your own city, like, hey, out there. You can do what you want to. Like, I, I be trying to describe to people. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, my family got 100 acres. When I say 100 acres, people are like, man, what you mean 100 acres? I'm like, 100 acres, like a full 100. Mm -hmm. Oh, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what that, like, trust me, it, it's like the size of some cities. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but in the country, that's, I learned how to grow, like, corn, like, greens, and all this stuff. I know, I, like, I really grew a lot of stuff. I grew watermelons. I grew everything you can probably grow. And that's just off of my grandfather. Like, let's go out and do this right quick. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. You know how to build stuff, build dog houses and everything. Like, but that's just different growing up in the country. Yeah. And also, like I say, you grew up in the country, you go do all this stuff, and then your only thing to look forward to is football. Like you, like that's that that was your right of passage. Like you go and play football. Mm -hmm. My daddy was coached by the same coach I was coached by. Mm -hmm. Brother, cousin, uncles. Oh, he ended on his own, huh? 35 viewers, that ain't bad. Uh -huh. Like, all the people was on that.